baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, a little Friday afternoon news dump, as we call it in the business. All the journalists think they're going to call it a day, and then you get news that that terrible fire up north in Lutzen is being investigated as an arson. Not saying that, like, the owner did it, but when you preemptively are telling the newspaper... Hey, I know nobody asked, but I I sure didn't set that thing on fire. And then you find out, like, well, there are all these lawsuits, and you're like, oh, boy. Sometimes it's good to get out in front of a problem. And, you know, again, we have no idea. Just because it's being investigated as arson, anybody could have done it. Doesn't necessarily mean it was done for that. And also, like, if you're volunteering, hey... I didn't. It's a little rough. It's a little rough. Yeah, and big news on the U of M today. Yeah, that, lots, uh, lots of news this afternoon. And the U, the hard thing about the U of M thing is you have to like sort of spend a couple hours trying to translate the bureaucratic BS because they can't just send out a release and say we're buying our hospitals back. <laughs> they say, well, we're entering in a partnership with Fairview to work through the next phase. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? With a non-binding letter of intent. Give me a break. Yes, you're buying the hospitals back. It's <laughs> fine. Like, we figured this was what was going to happen. But they're going to need help from the taxpayers and the state and all of this to be able to pay for it. It's going to be very expensive. Um, but you got to have good teaching hospitals. And the U's are world class. For sure. So we look forward to those conversations with the state legislature. But just tell us what's happening. We're going to figure it out. Such nonsense. How many people do you think, how many taxpayer-funded people had to come up with that nonsense of a <laughs> press release so we could sort it out? Okay, let's have some fun. We are ready to play Card D Sharks, Minnesota's fastest afternoon drive time-related card game. Here we go. Hit the button, Dan. Super Bowls this Sunday Eve. One team will win. One team will grieve. But Cardi Sharks is on today. Choose high or low. Come on, let's play on Cardi Sharks. Is that from our girl? It is Yay. Kristen Olsen coming through. Kristen had been sending us opening poems and, uh, you know, got caught in the spam filter. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So. Well. You know, that's our story, and we're sticking to it. I'm but glad she's back. She emailed Dan. She emailed me. Oh. It was very nice. So thank you, Kristen. We have two contestants, and we're playing for a four-pack of concert tickets today. Let's meet our first contestant, Phil, in northeast Minneapolis. Hey, Phil, how's it going? Doing great. How are you? I'm outstanding. I'm outstanding. Uh, let's meet your competition. It's Ann in Minnetonka. Hey, Ann. Hi there. How are you? 
I'm outstanding. I'm actually, I am in very good spirits today. Where are you outstanding? Why am I so out? Where, oh, where am I outstanding? In, you know, in my field, as, you, as usual. I, I got to tell you, as a TV news reporter, at least half a dozen times, news anchors, when I've been doing a live report out in the middle of like a farm field or whatever, make that joke. Outstand- Jason, Jason is outstanding Russia, in the field. live, outstanding in his field mm-hmm. tonight. <laughs> Woof. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, here's what we're playing for. Are you guys ready? We've got an actual prize today, and it's for a big concert event Tuesday night, February tw- uh, 13th. So a little pre-Valentine's action at Mystic Lake Showroom. It's all these acoustic country stars. So Parmalee, Joe Nichols, the frontman, uh, Kimberly Perry from the band Perry, Dylan Carmichael, and Chase Beckham. So some pretty big stars, uh, all on one stage for one night only. So we thank our friends at 102.9 FM, The Wolf, and that's what we got. So that's the ticket. So we're going to play our game. Are you guys ready to go? Definitely. Ready? All right, they're ready. Laura is here. Dan is here. We have our first question. And what we'll do is ask you both questions. It's a survey uh, of you know, a hundred people, and then you pick zero through a hundred. The other person says higher or lower, and off we go to the cards. Uh, Phil, the question is for you. We asked a hundred eighth graders, have you ever forged your mom or dad's signature for something at school? Mm-hmm. How many eighth graders said, yep, I have forged a parent's signature for something at school? Phil, you never, you never would have done such a thing, right? <laughs> I got stories. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Thirty-seven percent. Thirty-seven percent says Phil. And you sound a little bit like a troublemaker. Were you ever uh, forging signatures? Eighth grade is a is sort of a. It maybe wasn't my peak in quality behavior. You know, wasn't my best year <laughs> of my life. Age. It's a bad age. It probably took until tenth grade to do it. So <laughs> I would go. Um, I'm going to go lower. And goes lower. Uh, Laura, have you ever forged your parents? Yes. Yeah. I have forged my mom's signature, but it wasn't for anything nefarious. It was just, just something like that needed to be signed, or, yeah. and I kind of knew how she wrote her name, and so I did it. I yes. couldn't do my mom. I could do my dad's signature, though. Yeah. I can I can forge my wife's signature pretty well. Yeah? So. There you go. Yeah, a lot of criminals on this show. <laughs> Feels about right. Uh, the actual number of eighth graders who admit forging something at school is 33, mm. just a little lower. Mm. Phil, what a good guess. But Anne gets control of the cards. Anne, do you want to pick the red or the blue? Red. Anne goes red, and your opening card is a seven. You won the question, Anne, so you can change the card if you want, or you can go for it on a seven. I'll say higher. All right. You're going to go with it. You Just so you understand, I just want to make sure you understand your choice. You could change the seven to uh, whatever the next card is on the deck. Or you. Or I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I just want to make sure I explained it right. Oh, okay. Let's change the card. All right. Anne's going to change it. I hope it's better since I talked her out of it. And you got a four, Anne. I think that's a better card for you. Uh, now you have a four. Higher or lower? Higher. Higher than a four, it's a nine. You've got these middle-of-the-road cards here. So you can freeze on the nine, or you can go for it. You can play uh, higher or lower. What do you want to do, Ann? 
freeze. Anne's going to freeze it. I think that's smart. And we'll go on to our <laughs> next question. And that one goes to you, Anne. We asked 100 professional dog walkers. Have you ever walked away after letting a dog do his business without picking it up? <laughs> How many professional dog walkers said, yep, yep, I've left a little bit of number two right on, right on the road? 80%. <laughs> and thinks 80% have done that. Phil, what do you think? I think she's probably right, but I got to go one percentage lower. All right. Phil's going to go a little lower. The actual number of professional dog walkers who admitted uh, walking away is only 29. Yeah, I believe that. Much lower. So, Phil, you get control of the board. I, I believe that, too, Laura. It's if you're, job. If that's your job, yeah. like, you're going to pick that poop up. Man, when I had a dog, the winter, like this was the time of year where you started worrying about, ugh, I'm going to have to go and pick up just that absolute backyard full of frozen nuggets. The poop soup. The poop soup. Terrible. <laughs> yes, it's so bad. I, I, I think most of them are liars, but... Uh... <laughs> but you'll take control of the board, Phil. You've got the blue cards. Laura's going to show you your first card, and it is a jack. You have a jack, higher or lower than a jack, Phil. I always like to go higher, but I'm going to go lower this time. All right. I think that's smart. It is lower. It's a six. So you've got a six. You're tied up with Ann right now. You can freeze the six, or you can go higher or lower than a six. What do you say? I'm going to freeze it. All right. Phil Freeze is on the six. A couple of cautious players. I like it. You guys are tied up. And that means the next question goes to you, Phil. We asked 100 divorced men. Did you get married too young? Sort of a little a bit of a profound question mm-hmm. there, right? As you analyze, like, well, like, was I just not ready? How many said, yes, I did get married too young? You married, Phil? Um, thankfully, divorced. Yeah, well, <laughs> did you get married too young? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's common, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That we they call it the starter marriage, which I think is a little—I uh, don't know—it's a little dismissive. But Laura, it's it's sort of a real thing. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah. I got married super young. Just got just got lucky. I got a very patient woman. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Being married to me is exhausting <laughs> under the best of circumstances. <laughs> but now that I have three hours to talk about our life on the radio, like whoa. Oh. Man, 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 listening to you for three hours is bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. We yeah. need that for the promo. Yeah. Let's isolate Phil, that. I have a feeling we're going to hear that again. I do. All right. How many divorced men said, yes, I got married too young? Boy, um, 45%. 45% says Phil. And what do you think, higher or lower than 45? Lower. And thinks a little bit lower. The actual number of divorced men who said they got married too young was? An answer we'll find out in just a minute. Cardisha, how was that? Was that good? That's like my best Ryan Seacrest impression. 
I had I had Laura. She's like, what? What? That's oh. what they do on HGTV yeah, before yeah, the big reveal. Before the reveal, yes. we will reveal the actual number of divorced men uh, in just a minute. Card D Sharks back on CCO. Phil and Ann in the middle of it here on Card D Sharks. We're playing for a four pack of tickets to Inside the Wolf Den. Great uh, country music show out at Mystic Lake uh, coming up on Tuesday night, right before Valentine's Day. Before the break, we asked how many divorced men said they got married too young. Phil said 45. And you said lower, right? Yes. The actual number of divorced men who said they got married too young is 52. Very close. Phil, another good guess. You guys, your guesses have been excellent today. So, Phil, you you get control of the board. You have a six. You can change the six, or you can uh, play without uh, without worrying about losing your your card there. So, what do you want to do? Um, let's change that six. All right, we're changing the six. Oh, it becomes a two. Nice change, Perfect. Phil. So, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but we have to ask: higher or lower than a two? Um, uh, much higher. <laughs> Good call. It is a five. It is higher. What do you want to do with that, that five? Higher. higher, lower, or freeze? Um, let's go higher. Higher than a five. It is a king. Oh, Phil, you're in uh, good shape here with a king. You can uh, win the game if you get this right, or you can freeze to protect your four cards. But what do you want to do with that king, higher or lower? Um, let's go lower for the win. Lower for the win. It is. It's a two. And Phil, Phil, you just ran the table there and he kind of came out and uh, took care of business. What can, what can I say? Congratulations. Very nice. And you're a great contestant. Thank you for playing. (laughs) And Phil, you get to go to the concert. Four packet tickets coming your way. Stay on the line. You're a great contestant and have a good time at the show. It'll be fun. Thanks, man. What's uh, what's my prize, though? Oh, you win. You win a four-pack of concert tickets to a show. I want a, sp- oh. I want a sweaty necktie. You want a sweaty necktie? necktie? Do you want the necktie instead of the tickets or both? I can give you both. Both. All right, you can get both. We'll We'll get your address, and I'll get you a sweaty necktie. I'll wear it all weekend and make it fully disgusting for you. Thank you, man. All right. You stay on the line. Thanks for listening. Thanks to both of our contestants. And uh, thanks to you, Laura. You're welcome. Uh, you ever think, you know, what has become of my life that people want my old sweaty neckties? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really considered it, but when you when you put it that way, yeah. it's a, a little horrifying. Yeah. And cool. Also, yes, also cool. Yeah. I do. I do have to give another survey of the of the closet. I don't wear ties very often. No, you don't have to anymore. Yeah, the kids borrow them for mm, dances. dances and such. Yep. <laughs> Seth would never take them. They're Seth. They were always like too bold or too busy or yeah. whatever. For they're TV ties, you know. Yeah. Sam, Sam just doesn't want to spend any of the money that he uh, earns at his job. So yep. Sam's like, I'll take that. Can tie. shop your closet. He doesn't care. Thanks, Laura. 428. Uh, that's uh, Card D Sharks. We've got a little bit of Valentine's love coming up in just a minute. A local businesswoman, she runs an ice cream shop.
And she's got a unique idea for Valentine's Day. We'll talk about that with the owner of Honey and Mackey's in Plymouth on this Friday on CCO. Big game weekend. How are you going to celebrate? It's Jason, and I'd like you to find a great recipe featuring Minnesota pork. Minnesota pork uh, is perfect for your kind of family gatherings, right? It's lean. It's high in protein. Gives me all the nutrients I need to do the things I love. It's also good for my family. We know that nutritious pork has zinc, which is key for a healthy brain. B vitamins, which keep your body humming. And Minnesota pork's good for the planet, too. 3,000 Minnesota family farmers working so hard to take care of the planet, take care of the soil, take care of the water. Mike Borboom and Marshall, Brian and Sleepy Eye, Maddie and Goodhue, next-generation farmers looking for ways to be more sustainable and keep that farm efficient. Okay, so you feel good about that Minnesota pork, right? So the question is this. What are you going to make for your party? Is it going to be pulled pork sandwiches? You're going to maybe barbecue some ribs? How about bacon? You can do the bacon around the water chestnut bit. All sorts of good options. Maybe take that bacon and wrap it around a little little uh, cocktail weenie. That works too. MNPork.com. Lots of recipes, but feel good when you go to the grocery store or the butcher shop and say, let's have Minnesota pork for dinner this weekend. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Valentine's Day is next week. It's time to make a plan. It's time to make a plan. This half hour on the show, we have a couple ideas for you. Um, Because if you're like me, you're a dumb guy, and you will forget until the very last minute. So this weekend is your opportunity with the midweek Valentine's Day. And one of the more creative ideas out there comes from a just terrific ice cream shop in Plymouth, uh, my family loves visiting Honey and Mackey's uh, because it's like right down the street from my in-laws' house. So it's right, it's on the way there, on the way home. Uh, and Suzanne Vareka, the owner of Honey and Mackey's, is with us in studio. Suzanne, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me. You've owned Honey and Mackey's for how long now? Uh, about seven years. How do you end up owning an ice cream shop? Because your background is not... My background is clinical psychology. Right. So it is not an ice cream. Um, <laughs> a, a good friend well, of mine... Well, I suppose your background is trying to figure out how to get people to do uh, what you want them to do as a psychologist, right? right yeah. Ice cream can so be a buy product. this flavor Buy this flavor. This is what we have. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Um, yeah, so I, bu- I actually bought Honey Mackey's from friends of mine, Josh and Amy, a number of years ago. Um, it was one of those things where Amy and I would work on projects together, um, and it would always be me leaving to go to a corporate job mm. and wondering, gosh, wouldn't it be so fun to just leave this and go make ice cream right now and run an ice cream shop? And so eventually it became reality. Uh, amazing. Is it as is it as fun as you had hoped? It's very fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, ice cream 
is joy. Yes. People come in and are happy. People leave and are happier. Yeah. It's wonderful to create flavors and just really be creative with that and sort of push the edge on on um, what's what are people going to like, um, what's going to stick, that type of stuff. And then with these Valentine samplers and our sort, of, sort of our holiday samplers that we've done over the years, that's also really fun and creative, and it gives people a great way to try a bunch of different of our flavors. So I think this is, this is so fun. Uh, Valentine's Day sampler, you've got – uh, 12 flavors in this box here. Correct, yeah. And the names, tell us some of the names because they're very like, they're, it's it's sort of like a conversation heart. It is, In yes. ice cream form. Well, so I start with a theme and this theme is the little talking hearts, which are the most iconic thing around course, Valentine's right? Day. So um, we put together flavors of ice cream based on different um, like talking heart phrases or words. So bear hugs, mint to be, Friendship goals, uh, nuts about you, I lava you, which is a lava cake flavor. Another cheesy Valentine's, which is a strawberry cheesecake um, ice cream. Uh, we have single and ready to mingle, which is our boozy flavor um, with a stout beer and chocolate. Right? You know, you got to have a nod to the singles out there I agree. because there's no reason that you can't treat yourself to the Valentine's I, Day. Absolutely. Sampler, right? And one of the best parts about the single to mingle, I am personally single, and so I thought this was really funny, um, is I have little white sugar ghosts sprinkled throughout the flavor because we ah. all know if you're single, you know you get ghosted. You know what that term That's is. True. So. That's very funny. <laughs> Why not just add a little? My own little humor in there. So I love it. I love it. And how much does this cost? So this retails for $45. We actually have it on sale in shop for $40 this weekend. So if you go in this weekend, yeah. you can get it. Yeah. Very, very cool. Uh, you guys make all your own ice cream, right? I do. Yeah, absolutely. And so, like, how does that work? When, I, like, when I've gone there, one of the great things about going to your hometown ice cream shop for me, is seeing, like, the young people working there. Right. Because an ice cream shop, like, it should be a first or second job, mm-hmm. right? It's so And seeing the kids, it's always very cute, yes. I think. Yeah. Um, do you, like, make the flavors in the morning or how do you – I mean, you have a lot of flavors in there. So how are you – how are you – creating all of that ice cream. Yeah, so we have over 200 flavors. Yes, I'm actually I'm the creative director. I I drive You're not all doing of that it. stuff. Oh, you drive it all. Yeah. yeah. So, um I do all of our ordering and ingredients. I don't always make everything. I have somebody who helps me make flavors, but I put together our flavor boards for what's going to be available that day, um and I sort of fill our pipeline with what I want to know or what I want to mm-hmm. see coming up um in the coming days or weeks. See, do so. people sort of change what they order with the seasons? Like in the winter is it different from the summer? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. how how does that like how how does it change? So in the summer we're going to see a lot of sort of our lighter flavors if you will fruits um, sorbets tend to do a lot better in the summer, uh, whereas in the winter, people go back to a lot of the heavier things. So like the cake batters, huh. they go back to hot chocolate, the chocolate, sort of the more rich flavors. Um, we right. need that winter coat. We're right. like, we're not as nervous. <laughs> exactly, right? Are, are, the, are the lighter flavors really any healthier? No. Than, no it's, <laughs> it's, all, it's ice cream, man. It's like it's cream. all the same. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Although our, like vanilla, I don't, I don't use sugar in a lot of our flavors and people think that, that we do. Um, it's pure because we use a real a high vol a high percentage of butter fat, so oh, yeah. um, that sort of pulls that richness. In did it. you have so, to learn all this stuff? I did, right? I had yeah. to le- learn all of it. Yeah, flavor profile, fr- flavor profiles, and everything. You know the things that paired well together. Yeah, I had to spend a lot of time learning that, and then also some of it is just trial and error. Like you make, I made an avocado toast flavor a couple of years ago, and people hated it, but I think. 
they might be more receptive to it now. Oh. So some of yeah, it is you could just bring it back, hit right. or miss. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. Is, that is interesting how people's, um, you know, sort of our palates and the things we're open to change yeah. over time. Absolutely. And yeah. something might be too avant-garde and then you bring it back. It's like, yeah. Eh? No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. And one thing about an ice cream shop is that we have to sort of play to the standard flavors. So you have to have vanilla and chocolate and strawberry and cookies and cream because if you don't, people will go wild, right? You, they want to see that there. Right. But Do there, they order that stuff? The, yeah, the, absolutely. There's a segment of people who order that, but a lot of people want to see variety. You know, everybody has an attention span of a gnat nowadays. So Correct. they want to see something today and something else tomorrow and something different next week. So you've got to sort of balance that, the traditional classics with new and creative and inventive flavors. Suzanne Vareka is the owner of Honey and Mackey's. Uh, you can find them in Plymouth. Uh, an in-shop, you can get this kind of Valentine's thing. You're on uh, right on County Road 24, Correct. right? Correct, yeah. So it's sort of by the, there's like a Hy-Vee over there. Yeah, and, Hy-Vee, Caribou, yeah. Taco Bell. Um, winter, people still buy ice cream, don't they? do, they? yeah. That always blows me away. Mm-hmm. Like a friend of mine opened an ice cream shop in the winter mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. I'm like, man, you're going to get destroyed. Nope. Like people, yeah, people, people love it. There's a whole group of people who love cold ice cream on cold winter days. Like they prefer it. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Now you said you're single. I am single. I mean, you know, you're selling <laughs> the ice cream. Like you may as well. Like I mean, do you need to? Do you want to put the dating sell out here on WCC? Absolutely, WCCR? I'm open to. It. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is it? What is life like out there as a single a single um, person? It is. It's really fun and interesting, but also really rough at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a there are a lot of strange people, but there are a lot of really great humans. I'm. I've you get to meet. You get to meet a lot of people. Yeah, Does I it do. force yeah. you out of like maybe a. You know, I've been married for a very long time, and yeah. so I have to sort of consciously open up the dance card to meet new friends and bring new people into the circle. Yeah. Whereas you have maybe more of an incentive, like, oh, yes, let's always. go meet some people. Yeah, I, yeah. I like to go out and meet people. I like to go out with my friends to meet people. Yeah. There's obviously online dating stuff. I kind of gave that up, but um, it is yeah. fun to go out and meet people. I love it. So if you know anybody in their <laughs> mid-late 40s, early 50s, <laughs> hey. There you go. Are you inter- you do have to be comfortable enough to be with a clinical psychologist? Correct. I mean, yes. Yeah, yes. Do you uh, first aid questions when you're going out with someone who's trained as a psychologist? They're, I no. They're not that probing. I yeah, I don't because it scares people <laughs> off anyways. People automatically get intimidated by it. So it's, I try and be a little more normal on a first date. Yeah. You don't want to be too normal though. Then if they think then it's you're boring, I guess. I don't know. Do, is that what men want? What do men want? Who knows? Well, clearly I don't know. Cause I'm single <laughs> still. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you, do, but, does Valentine's day annoy you then? It doesn't. I, I mean, I'm, of course I'm a little sad on Valentine's day, yeah. but I love it. I love love. I love people in love. I love all my friends and my kids and I've got, you know, great people in my yeah. life. So I'm not, I'm not one of those people who is jaded by it. I think about this sometimes, like when it comes to like, I saw someone post on Twitter today that like, they don't want to see everyone's lovey dovey kind of mm-hmm. show off uh, Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think it's like, I don't, I don't usually post something like that, but it is something where it's like, you don't need to like, I don't know. It's good to celebrate love, but you can do it in a way that isn't sort of like shoving it in people's faces. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's tricky. But it also gives those of us who are single hope. Like I see you and Alyssa and I'm like, oh my gosh, it can happen. It can work. So Suzanne's uh, 
a successful businesswoman, very intelligent, <laughs> and she's beautiful too. Like you guys can't see her on the radio, but like, and she sells ice cream. Right? I mean, I what? Know. What? You know. <laughs> We'll have her picture on the podcast. What could be more fun? (laughs) Uh, The Valentine's Day sampler is available now. Uh, I just think it's really fun and creative, and I love your business, and we're cheering for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So if you're looking for an activity to do on Valentine's Day, and you're not sure what to do, you can grab um, your date or your friend and a sampler box and try 12 different flavors of ice cream. That is cool. And And discuss. It's like what? What? It's about a. It's five about five a and a half ounces. Yeah. yeah. It's about a scoop each. Yeah. So that's pretty fun. Yeah. You can get real messy with it. It's none oh, of my business. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Suzanne, thank you so much. Thank you. Honey and Mackey's. Uh, you can just Google it, too, if you to find the website. It's Honey and Mackey's, M-A-C-K-I-E-S, in Plymouth. Great fries there, too. Thank Thanks, you. Suzanne. Thank you. Appreciate it. 445. Uh, it's Friday. Drive time with DeRussia coming right back with a discussion about a full night's sleep. We were ranked first on the list of cities in America where residents get a full night's sleep. Come on. Does anyone believe is anyone getting a full night's sleep? We'll talk about it next. Dan, did you want to hear more about the Instagram video? I tried to prompt you to talk about it yesterday and you didn't go for it, so I'm I'm all a flutter. I want to hear the whole thing. You know, I mean uh a lot of guys are afraid to go buy that kind of sexy something for someone in their life. There's some latent Catholic guilt. Sure. It feels like, oh, I'm not supposed to. I don't. Am I? And then you feel not overwhelmed. Like, I don't know. You're looking at that in public. Right. And then, like, I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to begin. So we did a video mm. to kind of show. Well, you know what? I asked Jessica. I'm like, what? What do people need to know? What's the number sure. one thing that Great guys, question. what do they need to know? Yeah. She's like, number one is before they come in or before they call, they need to raid the panty drawer. Okay. Because you need to know her size. Because that never goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you need to know her size. You also, if you're really afraid, can just call up and give Jessica your credit card number and then tell your special someone to just go. go pick out whatever like you want. that idea. That works, too. Flirt. It's at uh, 50th and France, right in, uh, right in that sort of area, any diner. She's so nice. I've known her for more than 10 years. So trying to empower some dudes. If you tell them you heard us or you saw it on... Uh, my Instagram, she said she'd throw in like an extra gift. Hey, there you go. So got a couple days to check that out. Okay. I was surprised by this uh, study that I saw in Blois Olson's lunch take newsletter. He's on with Vanita for the morning take. And then the lunch take comes out and there's this story, uh, Ranking 100 of the largest U.S. cities based on the percentage of adults who say they get less than seven hours of sleep. In the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, only 25% of adults say they don't get at least seven hours. St. Paul, 28% only. Miami gets the least amount of sleep. Why would you sleep? Reasons, right? 
When we're down in Fort Myers, should I just drive over to Miami for a night? What do you think? It's like two hours. It's no big deal. What could possibly go wrong? This seems like a foolproof idea. Yeah. I'm sure you'd love to come. No. (laughs) New York City, the city that never sleeps. (laughs) As it turns out. Yeah. uh, 33% don't get enough sleep. I I was just surprised that we, is it because there's nothing to do here? No, there's plenty to do here. <laughs> Why are people sleeping so much here? Maybe it has to do with the uh, winters and how much easier it is mm. to sort of hibernate during the winters. Minnesota. It's dark at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Minneapolis gets the most sleep. Madison, number two. Portland, Oregon, number three. Then Seattle, Denver, St. Paul. I think, and there's like a little outdoorsiness going on there. Sure. So maybe people are tired from yeah. ice skating and hiking. Yeah. The fresh air will wear you out. Seven hours of sleep. Did you get seven last night? I did. Nice. I went to bed, got about, got about six and a half. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 